I got you for the next three hours. You know how it is. All the way to the warm-up show live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Apparently, the weather isn't so nice there. That was some morning show this morning. That was fun. That was fun. The Randy Moss thing was hilarious. I did get a chance to hear it. So, the, it's fun. It's been fun. It's You know, I don't know how much buzz has come out of the game just yet. You know, it's only Wednesday morning. I'm sure we'll get there. I think it's going to be a good game. But... I'm not exactly sure how much buzz. Most of the buzz has been about Vegas. And, you know, it hasn't really got that feel for the game just yet. But we'll get there. We will get there. But first, we'll start with the Knicks. As we are there. In injury hell. 877-337-6666. Again, that's the number to call, Rami. We'll take your phone calls and we got you for three hours. As yet again, the Knicks have what was going to be a blowout victory. I, I, I took it into cruise control, I'll be totally honest with you. I was up early. I had to be up early in the day to do something. I kind of used the opportunity to maybe get a couple snooze in. You know, I kind of closed my eyes with a 27-point lead. And maybe that's the question. Should the coach close his eyes every once in a while? As now the 27-point lead dwindles down to 10. And here comes all the questions. Here comes the talking points. Here comes all the concerns about Thibodeau, his playing style, his coaching style, whether or not Randall uh, Brunson should even be in the game at this point. And as you know, with a, after a 27-point lead had dwindled down to 10, Brunson's still on the floor, tweaks an ankle. We don't know how bad it is. He walks off the court on his own accord. As soon as it happened, you thought it might be severe. He was rolling around on the floor. But ultimately, you know, shoes away. The medical help ties it, reties the sneaker, walks off, and we are haven't got much word. But it sounds like, and it feels like, they've avoided the big injury here. But right now, this team has just been hit with the injury bug on an insane level. I mean, they're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Mike Breen and Clyde Frazier, right? They're celebrating the anniversary. It's in a blowout fashion. They're telling stories the entire second half of the game. When did you start to think, Clyde, that you could become into broadcasting? That's where the game was. We were breaking down Clyde's broadcasting career. The game was playing the lousy Memphis Grizzlies, who I, I can't name a single player. They're absolutely dominating the game. It starts to come back into hand, and sure enough, the two guys who brought them the jerseys at the beginning of the broadcast, they there's Hart and Brunson who give them the 25th anniversary jerseys. Neither of them finished the game because Hart's dealing with a knee injury and Brunson obviously with the ankle injury. And this, I'm sorry, this speaks to the, the – I'm not concerned. I understand what Tibbs is doing. I get it. You want to win these games. They're right now – they're in a battle. They're in a battle with Cleveland. They're in a battle with Milwaukee. They're in a battle with themselves with no one else to rely on, with no Randall, Mitchell Robinson's injury. Obviously, OG Ananobi has, has yet to return from the uh, elbow inflammation that's cost them the last four or five games. 
You're dealing with Grimes out now. They, you know, they, I understand. That game gets to 10. You want to make sure you secure that victory. And that's why Brunson is still on the court. But this is what it speaks to. Tomorrow is an enormous day for the New York Knicks. There's just no way around it. This trade deadline, they need someone so that if a 27-point lead becomes a 12-point lead, a 10-point lead, you do not have to go to Brunson. And because I'll, I'll tell you what, in this age of, of, you know, I just heard Marco talk about it with Buck Showalter on load management. We all hate it, right? Except when they get hurt. Now, all of a sudden, load management is all my tips. You got to have some load management skills here. You can't have Brunson on the court all game long. He can't play 45 minutes a day. You need some, you know, you, heart the same thing. You got too many minutes without a, Ananobi. We're leaning on this guy. We're leaning on that guy. This is, this is you're playing for the long haul here because we think the Knicks are good enough to win a championship or at least compete for one. That's the kind of turnaround this franchise has made with Brunson. And you can't have him out there every minute of every game and every time a blowout gets close or any like there has to be a time where you feel comfortable with Brunson off the court and I understand without Randall that makes it more difficult all the more important right now as the deadline is tomorrow then the New York Knicks have to go out there it doesn't have to be Murray it doesn't have to be Murray out of Atlanta it doesn't have to be a superstar and I, and God bless him the big ragu and DiVincenzo has done everything you could possibly want, particularly since OG went down over the last four or five games. He's carried them. Another 30-point game for him. He's been incredible. He's shooting the lights out for the most part, you know, maybe the exception of a game or two. But he's got 32 points again, four for nine from three-point land. He's been that secondary scorer, but you can't. He was not brought here to be relied upon to this extent. And I know they're going through with the injuries. I get it. Even more so, why I listen, the, Mitchell Robinson. It sounds like he's going to get back to on the court activity. I, I like what I've seen from obviously Hartenstein's been incredible, and and, and Achua, and even you know they brought back Taj Gibson. Uh, you know, you're I'm okay with some of the depth they have in the front court. I need the guy to get Brunson off the court and feel okay about where the team is, because right now, against the lousy Memphis Grizzlies with a 27-point lead in the third quarter, you still need Brunson in that game to secure a victory. And that's fine, and stacking up wins is the most important thing, and you heard uh, Tibbs uh, you know, in the press conference talking about, that, hey, the most important thing is to win. Yeah, fair. I get that, but the most important thing is making sure Brun- uh, Brunson and Randall, and whenever he comes back from injury, but right now we're talking about Brunson, Right, The most important thing is to make sure Brunson is ready to go come playoff time. And you're not running him into the ground to hold off the Memphis Grizzlies when you had a 27-point lead. And that's why this conversation is going to come back. And again, and don't tell me, and I'm sorry, I I understand that an ankle can happen at any moment. I was watching SMY, and that was a point made. Like, it could happen within a minute of the game. It could happen... When you're exhausted, this is... You're talking about a guy who's got one of the... He's known for his footwork. I mean, this guy is a... An unbelievable athlete with great footwork. I'm not saying he can't tweak an ankle a minute into the game, but you are more likely to tweak an ankle when your body is fatigued. That's when these things happen. That's when you you know, you know make that misstep. It could happen at any time, 100%. It's more likely to happen on the fifth, sixth consecutive game of playing 45 minutes. And I'm not, I'm not going to kill the coach, although I'm sure there are a lot of fans out there who will. 
I'm sure there are a lot of fans out here that will today. And thankfully, again, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a devastating injury. They got two more games in this homestand against Dallas and Indiana. Then they go on the road against uh, Houston and then Miami, uh, Orlando, excuse me, uh, on Valentine's Day before the All-Star break. I don't know. I would imagine there's a good chance he's not going to play for da- against Dallas. In fact, I would make sure he doesn't play against Dallas. You want to win all these games, I get it, but they built themselves a cushion. They're playing good basketball. I want to make sure he's okay. I'd probably give him the Dallas game at the very bare minimum. You might even miss Indiana. And, and let me just say this, because I know a lot of Nick fans, and I know the story of Brunson and his idea of becoming an all-star. He's already an all-star. The game, who cares about the damn game? Like, like the the idea that if Brunson doesn't play in that All Star game, he's going to be somehow missed this great this great thing he's been waiting for his whole life. He got the nod. He's an All Star. He'll always be an All Star. He can always say he's an All Star. He's an All Star, even if he doesn't play in the game because of a banged up uh, ankle injury. That that doesn't bother me that much. I don't know how how he feels about it. Maybe he can play in the game for two minutes or something. But ultimately, I could care less if he needs to sit out the game. He needs to sit out the game. It's not about the All Star game. He became an All Star. He's an All Star. We all know it. He knows it. The NBA knows it. But, you know, and this is what we talked about, right? This has been the issue with this coach. And, again, he's in a tough spot. But the discussion around this coach going back to his days in Chicago with Derrick Rose has been he runs his players into the ground. Has been he plays all these minutes. And a couple years ago when they were the four seed during COVID and they suddenly had this pop-up season and Julius Randle first emerged as, you know, an all-star caliber player, it was great. They were doing, when everybody else was load managing, the Knicks were playing big minutes, and Randall was playing big minutes, and we loved it. And they were the one team in basketball who wasn't doing it, and it led them to the four seed, and then Randall was a complete waste against Atlanta in the postseries, in the postseason. Uh, a complete waste. And, and since then, since the beginning of his career, Tibbs, that's the story around him. Great coach, runs his players into the ground. His style of basketball has its ceiling. The players end up tired at the end of the year. This is what we've talked about over and over and over again. And as much as I'll tell you, Tibbs has done an incredible job this year. And he's in a tight spot right now with all the injuries and who he can play. That's why Leon Rose has got to go out and fortify this team. It is no longer up for debate. There was a debate on whether or not you want to ruin the chemistry of this team or what you want to do or should you even make a move or do you like Grimes? Do you like uh, Deuce McBride? Do you like this team as is? Do they need to go make that move? There is no more debate. It doesn't have to be the superstar. Would, would I love to bring in Murray or someone who moves DiVincenzo to the bench and then DiVincenzo can be that secondary scorer off the bench? Yeah, that would be great. It doesn't have to be that. It can be the names we've talked about. It can be the Brogdon. It can be the Clarkson. It can be the different guys who come in and get those points off the bench, can create their own shot a little bit better than Deuce, run that offense, and have someone, especially Brogdon gives me that feel. I know you know Clarkson's been great this year. He's the leading scorer off the bench in the NBA, or at least he was the last time I checked earlier in the week. But, you know, Brogdon is someone you you feel like can come in and run that second unit and get some points. And even, you know, with a 10, 15-point lead, 
even if you want to have some of your starters in, even if Randall, when he comes back, is still on the floor. Like, you can leave Brogdon in there for five minutes, six minutes, and feel like the game's not going to slip away. Right now, this coach, Tibbs, against the Memphis Grizzlies with a 10-point lead when they've come back from a 27-point deficit, it feels like Brunson better be out there or I'm going to blow this game. And right now with Randall and OG, and OG out and then obviously Hart dealing with the knee injury, you can't afford to blow these games. I get it. But you also can't afford to have this guy run into the ground. He's too important. And I understand he's a tough kid. And I understand Randall's used to the minutes. And I understand this is the team and this is how they've been playing and this is how they work and this is, this is how they operate. It's going to be tough to make it all the way through relying this much on Brunson. When you can't take them off the floor when they're up 20-some-odd points. Like, it's just, I mean, it's just too much. I think it was the Denver game. I don't even remember which game. But it was like a 20-point lead with two and a half minutes left, and Brunson's out there. And I'm like, Tibbs, get him off the floor. And as much as we hate load management, it's a dirty word, and, you know, they're they're trying to limit it by taking awards away if you don't play in the games and nights on where you're against uh, penalizing teams on national televised games, and we complain about it forever. Right now, it feels like the Knicks are in desperate need of a roster move to help them with load management. And we all hate it until we realize the team needs it. We all hate it until we realize, okay, how important was this win against Memphis as opposed to to Brunson's ankle. And thankfully, again, it doesn't seem like it's a major injury. But what about the next time? And I understand you can't play scared. No one suggests that you play scared. I understand why Tibbs is doing it. You got to go out there and make a move so that you feel somewhat comfortable when he's off the floor, especially with Randall out for the long term. And I think it's going to be the long term. Right, they, they'll reevaluate in four weeks. What do you think the reevaluation is? Get back on the floor tomorrow? It's not going to be that. The reevaluation is going to be all right. Well, now we'll see. You know, now he's going to start to get back into things. He's going to step up and ramp up his activity. He's going to be gone for a while. I think they probably didn't tell you exactly what it is because you're leading up to tomorrow's trade deadline, and you don't want to give away the fact that you might be without Randall for months. We have talked about it over the last three weeks. And over the last month since they made this OG trade, how much we trust this organization. How for the first time in forever, we feel like it is being well run. They are as smart a group as the Knicks have had and hell, the city has had. As we complain about Brian Cashman and we complain about Stearns and whether or not the Giants should draft a quarterback and how terrible Joe Douglas mismanaged the offensive line and all the dysfunction with our football teams, the miserable seasons from our baseball teams, Bucks openly questioning how much they use load management with the Mets. It just feels like right now, for whatever reason, the Knicks have their finger on the pulse of this team and know exactly what to do and you feel like they have a good idea of what will help them and what they need and what they desperately need is someone they can keep on the floor instead of Brunson and not feel like the game is going to slip away from you that it's no longer an option it's no longer up for debate Leon Rose and the New York Knicks have got to go out there and provide some depth for this team They've got to go out there and get a legitimate scorer, a legitimate runner of the second unit, and someone that can play instead of Brunson when you feel like the game isn't necessarily on the line. Because right now, without him on the floor, that's the feeling. The feeling is we have to get him back on the floor because I don't care we're up 27. I don't care who we're playing. It doesn't matter. The second he's off the floor, this lead is going to slip away. 
And I can't afford, as I'm battling for the four seed and the three seed in this tough, mixed-up Eastern Conference where the freaking uh, Cleveland uh, Cavaliers never freaking lose. You're dealing with the Celtics. You're dealing with the Bucks. You don't want to give up losses. You don't want to risk a game that you're up 27 points against the lousy Memphis Grizzlies. That's a disastrous loss. You can't afford that loss. And you can't afford the loss of Brunson either. There has to be some middle ground. And the Knicks, right now, don't have the roster to give themselves that. And they've got till tomorrow to figure out how to do that. Randall's not coming back anytime soon. Mitchell Robinson's not coming back anytime soon. And right now, I don't even know how, how severe the, the knee injury is for Hart. Let, for, and forget that. Uh, Grimes and how severe he'll be out. It sounds like he's going to be out at least till the All-Star break. And then, of course, OG Ananobi, who out of nowhere had an uh, elbow inflammation. And we haven't seen him for four games. It's no longer up for option. Leon Rose has got to go out and improve the depth of this team at the very least. 877-337-6666. So we'll start with the Knicks and the brief scare of the Brunson injury and how it shows you exactly that the clear path to what the Knicks need to do to improve this team and make sure they don't lean so heavily on the guy. I know he's great. I know he's an all-star. I know he's taken over the city to the point Evans got him bigger than Aaron Judge. I understand that. He's fantastic. We love him. But you can't rely on him at this level, and you can't need him desperately to win a 27-point lead game against the Memphis Grizzlies without Ja. You can't. That can't be the situation. That's not... That's not a, that's not a system for success. The Knicks are not going to get where they need to get if that's the case, where a 20-point lead against one of the worst teams in the NBA is not secure unless he's on the floor. That's not a way for this team to get where they want to go, and so they need to improve themselves, and they have till tomorrow, and they have tomorrow to do it. 877-337-6666. We'll get to that. Uh, Jordan Renan who covers the Giants, made a couple of comments about Barkley and whether or not he envisions Barkley hitting free agency. We'll get to that. I mentioned Buck Showalter and some of his comments today as he made the, re- uh, the, the interview tour. We'll get to that. And then, hey, what do you know? Someone's projecting the Yankees to win the division. And, and, and on top of that, foreseeing this young powerhouse of a Baltimore Orioles team taking a step back. Hmm. Where have you heard that before? We might just have to get into it. 877-337-6666 plus the Super Bowl. And I only got two hours and 40 minutes to do it now. So let's go. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. We'll be right back. 